Hello, hello. Hello and welcome. <laughs> it's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. That is the radio DJ. PDP. <laughs> Peter Kasem. <laughs> I like Petey Pete better. <laughs> Petey Pete. Petey Pete coming at ya. <laughs> and I'm Stacy. <laughs> oh, the beautiful Stacy. The beautiful Stacy. <laughs> I'm excited about this episode. I am as well. This is one of my favorite My So Called Life episodes. Mine too, <laughs> as you know. Yes. As you just watched it with me and I had to refrain from quoting the entire thing. You did. <laughs> Thank you. But before we get into it, I wanted to share or really I wanted to ask you, I know you didn't watch a lot of shows on Nickelodeon aside from like Double Dare. Right. Do you remember the show called Don't Just Sit There? Don't Just Sit There. I remember the name. Give me a reminder as to what was on the show. So- well, it first aired in 88, if that's any help. It lasted for three seasons. It was okay. like a variety talk show, comedy show. They had segments where they would like make food or they would take things apart like a Nintendo. And they would do comedy sketches. They would interview guests. They had people who were like up and coming stars like Maya Bialik and New Kids on the Block. It was kind of like a young version of the late night shows. And they also had a house band. Yeah. Yeah. I had completely forgotten about it until I was looking up clips of Double Dare to share on our social media. And I found this one celebrity version where Jerry O'Connell was on and he was on with the other hosts from Don't Just Sit There. I think they were like cross promoting because it was when Don't Just Sit There was just starting. Okay. And I recognized the hosts. So it was Allie Smith, Wendy Douglas, and Matt Brown. So then I immediately hit pause and went and looked up Don't Just Sit There. And it was definitely a Core memory unlocked. Core memory unlocked. CMU. <laughs> I don't know that I saw this. I'd have to see some clips. Yeah, I feel like if you saw their faces, you might remember them. And then also seeing Wendy reminded me of how she hosted the New Kids on the Block pay-per-view special. Oh. When they did the No More Games Live in 1990. I, I remember to- that one. You don't remember it, but you probably remember me talking about how <laughs> I was so devastated When I accidentally recorded over it. I still can't believe that you did that. I can't believe I did it either. So did you buy that tape? I can't remember. Did you buy a copy of it or did you record it originally? originally, Yeah. Originally, we recorded it. We we like paid for pay-per-view. My sister probably did it. I think it was her tape, actually. Okay. And then I repeatedly watched it for like a couple years after that. Yeah. And then one day I was probably recording some soaps. Or Beverly Hills 90210, something like that. And then didn't realize that that was the tape that was in. I thought it was my my go-to tape that I just constantly recorded soaps and then rewound and re-recorded the next day. Right. Probably just didn't look to see. That was like massive mistake. Were you devastated at the time? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like I wrote in my diary about it. Yeah. I think I might have read that entry somewhere. I think you did. And then years later, I finally, like, that was one of my first eBay purchases. (laughs) I found someone was selling a copy of that, and I snagged it. Now I have it. I can still remember repeatedly looking up monitors as my first purchase on eBay. I didn't, but I shopped for them quite a bit. (laughs) But, like, CRT monitors, we're talking the big boys. Oh. There was, like, 19-inch ones. That were available for like $80, but I didn't have a spare $80 at the time, but I really wanted it. Right. 
I'm sure I've talked about how I, I made a killing on selling my concert pictures of NSYNC back in the day. Isn't that illegal? I don't know. Probably. I mean, it's like... It's okay to tell on myself now, right? I mean, oh, it's absolutely. been 20 years. I'm just talking about like... More than 20 years. Could you have gotten in trouble? But it's like... Everybody did it though. What's the difference between that and like a paparazzi, right? So no, it's not illegal. Right. Because paparazzi, I mean, maybe just because like I'm at their concert that I paid to yeah. go, but I paid to go there and they didn't say no pictures. Oh, if they didn't, then you were good. Or if they did say no pictures, like they did not enforce that because I was in the front row snapping my camera at them. You should want people to take pictures except for the flashes. Right. You right. might have given someone a seizure. Well, it not, could have been Justin Timberlake. Not, not me solo. Like, it would have been all of us together. I mean, that would bother me on yeah. stage, for sure. Or JT, I'm sorry. Not no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, listen, people were paying $50 for a single printout that I probably paid 39 cents to have printed out of a picture of, like, Justin Timberlake slapping his booty or, like, lifting his shirt up a little bit or just smiling really big or, like, JC humping the stage <laughs> as he used to do we would call this a good return on investment yeah high roi <laughs> <laughs> the money i made off of those pictures just paid for more concerts <laughs> listen that's a good little gig you had going on i should have been paying off the credit card debt that i was quickly <laughs> accruing <laughs> what i see happening is well question did the money go to the tickets or did you just spend it on other stuff and then put it on a credit card no, that's probably what happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would have done. If we're being real. I mean, it probably went to like hotel stays and stuff like that ah, okay. when we would go to the concerts. But we would buy concert tickets. Very rarely did we ever just buy them at face value. Right. We normally bought them from a scalper so that we could be close. Yeah. And then we were getting ripped off. Right. I mean, the amount of money we paid to be upfront. Silly. But what's funny is what we paid to be up front back then, which was like, I don't think I ever paid more than like 400 Dang. maybe. But like now that's what a regular concert ticket is for some shows. What year would this have been, say, for a $400 front row ticket? Um, That would have been like 99 or 2000, probably 2000. Let's say 2000 in January. We'll say $400. If there was an sync concert today, what do you think a front row ticket would cost? A thousand dollars. All right. Eight hundred dollars. Well, Eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well, with inflation, that four hundred dollars from two thousand is now seven hundred and twenty dollars. So if it was eight hundred, it's kept about the same track. Yeah. I don't know. Because like new kids, when they I don't know how new kids still do it because I haven't been to one of their shows in a while, but how they did it when they first reunited in like 2008. Yeah. You could get VIP, which meant you got to meet them before the show, take a picture, and then you were guaranteed in the first 10 rows. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know if NSYNC would do it like that, you know, but that I can't remember how much that was. I feel like it was like $500 or something like that. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, don't just sit there. And I went and shared the intro. On our social media, and not a lot of people spoke up about it. A few people did, but not what I hoped for. <laughs> I wanted to be seen, but I mean, it was on for several years, so I mean, it, it must have done fairly well. Maybe the algorithm was just off that day. Could be. It didn't get in front of the right people. Yeah, things are a little wonky lately. Yes. So we wanted to say hello to some existing patrons, and we have a new patron. Yes, our new patron is Anna. Welcome, Anna. <laughs> and some of our existing patrons, we have Andrea. Keith, Michelle, and our sister-in-law, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> 
Also, apologies if my voice goes out at all. My throat has been bothering me a little bit, so just bear with me. We've been nursing you back to health, or <laughs> attempting to. Hoping hoping it just stays here and then gets better. Yes. All right, so we have a show and tell this week? We do. This week we have Vanessa. Vanessa, come to the front of the class. Vanessa was born in 1979. Oh, fellow 79, baby. Her favorite 80s movie, The NeverEnding Story. You know how I feel about that one. I love it. Favorite 80s song. I want to dance with somebody. somebody. Vanessa says, I always tried singing it because I couldn't get it out of my head, but I only knew the chorus. The rest of the song I sang was just made up words. (laughs) I love that. I love it. And I do the same thing. (laughs) Still today. Still today. Favorite 90s movie? She said so many, but I memorized Steel Magnolias and Clueless. I also love That Thing You Do. Me too, me too. (laughs) Favorite 90s song? Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. I love that song. That song is such an earworm. Oh, yes. And since its existence, if I hear it or even think about it like I'm thinking about it right now, I will be singing it the rest of the day. It's a rattling around in there already. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite 80s or 90s TV show, Punky Brewster, My So-Called Life, and Felicity. I rewatch My So-Called Life and Felicity quite often. As do we. That's right. Well, Vanessa, keep on listening and you'll get to hear one of our uh, My So-Called Life recaps. That's right. Toy that I loved the most. Barbie and the Rockers. I didn't have the whole band. I wished her arms weren't bent. Like, a rocker should be able to move. That is so true. Well, did she not have the real dancing action? Well, maybe not. The OGs were different. That's right. Then they put out the real dance and action line, but their arms still were bent. They were. But they did move up and down, and then their waist would shift back and forth, which was pretty fun. She probably needed to check out the G.I. Joes. They had more points of articulation. (laughs) Your arms could bend, your legs could bend, and those hips... You could wind him up because it was a rubber band on the inside, and then release. That's exciting, but like, don't get your finger caught in there. No, 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 you wouldn't get, you could never get hurt. (laughs) The only thing you risked was them snapping in half if you twisted them too tightly. Well, that would be upsetting. It was, but you could just go get another rubber band, put them back together. I did it a lot. Oh, you could fix it yourself. Yeah. That's nice. Listen, no shade to G.I. Joe's, but they didn't have the amazing outfits that Barbie and the Rockers had. I mean, that's a good call, right? Unless you wanted some grenades or ammo pouches for your rockers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, Vanessa. I love Barbie and the Rockers so much. As you know, Pete got them all for me. Did. At Christmas. It was very exciting. Or was it Christmas or my birthday? That was Christmas. Okay. Because I remember them all being stacked next to each other, individually wrapped, except for three where I got really lazy and I just wrapped them together. (laughs) But that actually threw me off because I was like, I think he got me a bunch of Barbies, but then what's that? What's that big one? Right. It wasn't until I opened Derek and then Dee Dee. Like once I hit the second one, I was like, I think he's gotten all of them. (laughs) Because I already had Barbie, like both versions of Barbie. Yeah. All right. Favorite book. Christopher Pike books. I particularly liked Bury Me Deep. 
Favorite place to go in the mall in the 90s? Gadzooks. Yes. My mall had it before Spencer's. I loved both. But Gadzooks had cool clothes. I got an awesome plaid baby doll dress there. Ah, so very 90s. My celebrity crush, Brendan Fraser, he was hot in Georgia the Jungle, but I liked him most in School Ties. Oh, really? Yes. I need to rewatch School Ties. It has been so long, and I know it's such a good movie that I think I would appreciate even more now. He had some sweet hair in Encino Man. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Brendan, too, and I've loved his renaissance. Yes. This past year. Well, thank you, Vanessa. This was an excellent show and tell. You may be seated. You get a gold star. Well done. <laughs> and if you would like to participate in our show and tell, you can send us an email at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. We're on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We're on Facebook at we don't want to grow up podcast. We also have a super secret special Facebook group called the Cozy Club dash fans of we don't want to grow up. All you have to do is answer a few fun, nostalgic questions and agree to the group rules and our amazing mod Joanna will approve you. And if you would like to support the podcast and gain access to over 60 bonus episodes, you can come to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. Yes, we now have three tiers. We have our $4 tier, which is what's been there all along. It's access to everything, all of our bonus episodes. Our $3 tier gives you access to all of our game shows, trivia, things like that that we do over there. And our $2 tier gives you access to the short and sweet episodes, the Dear Diaries, the Middle School Notes, the Teen Magazine excerpts. We added some extra tiers because we know we're not putting out as much material on our regular podcast, and it helps us a lot when you come over there, so. Come check it out. Yeah, we have a good time. And last but certainly not least, we have merch. If you would like to sport a We Don't Want to Grow Up shirt, hat, apron, phone case, stickers, almost anything that you could imagine, come to we-don't-wanna-grow-up.myspreadshop.com. It's that time. Go now, go. This is episode 12, Self-Esteem. It originally aired November 17th, 1994. Angela ignores her schoolwork to spend time making out with Jordan Catalano in the infamous boiler room. But Jordan doesn't want his friends to know that they're together. Big mistake, Jordan. Big mistake. Big. Huge. Huge. I have to go shopping now. <laughs> little pretty woman reference there. Sick reference, bro. <laughs> All right, this cast. Now, if you've listened to our previous episodes, you know that we don't list the full cast every episode, but we do shout out the new ones yes. the first time that we meet them. So first we have Jeff Perry as Mr. Richard Katemski. I love him. He's one of my favorite. He's probably my favorite adult character Yeah. on the show. Mm -hmm. He's very quirky, but he's such a sweetheart. And I love the fact that <laughs> he's new and a lot of the teachers are hot for him. Oh, yeah. They are not picking up on the vibes that he's not into them. They just see the fresh meat. That's right. We also have Karen Melina White as Absinia Churchill. 
I remember when she popped up on my so-called life because I instantly recognized her as Charmaine from The Cosby Show and A Different World. Ah. And I, I just was like, she's too old to be on the show because <laughs> I saw her as a college student. Yeah. You know, of course, not realizing she was probably younger than Jared Leto was at the time <laughs> because he was like in his mid 20s. <laughs> Then we had Craig Kirkwood as Troy, who was, I don't know if he was Absinia's boyfriend or she just liked him. She definitely liked him. Yeah. He only has like one or two lines. Yeah. But I think they're cute together. So then we have Lisa Waltz as Hallie Lowenthal. The insufferable Hallie Lowenthal. Insufferable. <laughs> and then we have Buffalo Tom as themselves. Welcome, Buffalo Tom. <laughs> Buffalo Tom is, I feel like they have probably never escaped people asking them about my so-called life, like to this day. Listen, I don't know what it would be like, but I feel like if I was famous for something, I would just embrace it. Yeah. Maybe it would get exhausting. Could be. I mean, maybe they enjoy it. I'm not sure. Okay. Favorite moments. I know you had quite a few. I did as well, but I feel like you should start us off here. All right. Well, I'm going in hard. 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 Right here at the beginning, we learned that since the World Happiness Dance, which was in the previous episode that we just saw, Angela and Jordan have been making out in the boiler room. I wrote, the boiler room. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that goes on, but all the kissing. I did think it was kind of weird to find out that Jared, he wasn't Claire's first kiss. I did find that out, okay. but she had never really like had a make out. Oh, so he kind of had to teach her how to do that. And he was quite a bit older than yeah, her in real life. he was in her 20s and she was like 14 or 15 yeah. when they filmed it. I think she was 14 when they filmed it. She said, though, that it was never like that. Like, she never liked him like that. He was too old. She, <laughs> she even said, because I think this was on the Armchair Expert, like Dax Shepard's podcast. She said that it was actually like quite fraternal and like he was very protective of her. So I guess, you know, the kissing techniques were probably very technical the way he explained sure. how it should look. Right. Because there's making out and then there's making out on camera. Right. And I have to say, she obviously was a quick learner because it just looks like a really good make out. It does. <laughs> but I love like you kind of get montages of their time in the boiler room. And I love where she'll be like, there's a tiny leaf in your hair. Where? And then Jordan's like, Was that your stomach or my stomach? And then this part, when she says, Your cuticles look like little moons. My what? Your cuticles. Listen, I have, for my entire life, or, you know, since I was 15 years old, I have thought that Angela was telling Jordan that his cuticles looked like balloons. No. It's what I've always thought. And Did then you? today, the closed captioning was on, and it said, Your cuticles look like little moons. Which makes a lot more sense. It does make so much sense. And I'm like, my entire life was a lie. <laughs> but I also love how his little face there, it's so cute the way he smiles. And he's like, my what? He doesn't even know what cuticles are. No. I love all that stuff. It's like we've been waiting. We're on episode 12. There's been so much buildup and some like painstakingly slow buildup. Yes. Which is the way that it is in real life. Usually you don't hop right into that, At least, especially, in high, <laughs> well, especially in high school. I, well, OK, my situation was very much like this. Mine was not. OK, I'm just basing it on my experience, which is why I related so much to Angela and her situationship. You know, it's like the slow buildup, the does he even notice me to 
you know, the boiler room. I would have been more like Jordan, where I'm sure Jordan was just off getting some while he waited. (laughs) Of course he was. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I wasn't off getting some. (laughs) But I was. (laughs) Okay, my first favorite moment, Ricky getting busted impersonating Mr. Katimsky. My name is Mr. Uh, Katimsky, and here's a sonnet by William... uh... Shakespeare, who's almost as boring as I, Mr. Uh... Oh, no. See ya. Enrique, may I, uh... speak to you for a moment? It just always happens like that, right? Like, I got caught doing something similar in high school. It's like, of all the times, for you, teacher that I'm impersonating to be walking by, it had to be right now. Yeah, and he and Rayanne are outside, like, hating, and he wouldn't expect him to walk up. No. But he was, like, looking for Ricky because he wanted to talk to him about the drama club. He did. But, yeah, I definitely feel that knot in your stomach when you know (laughs) that he's right there. Yes. So we get Angela. She's daydreaming. Sitting in class, narrating about what her life had become since the boiler room incidents had started. My whole life became, like, divided into kissing and not kissing. And so in the not kissing mode, they show her, like, sitting in class, being bored, and then they show them making out in the boiler room. What a montage. (laughs) Okay, number two on my list, another Ricky moment. We've got Ricky and Rayanne out there chatting, eating some food, and Ricky asks Rayanne, Where did you get Chinese food? Two words. Tino. We love a good Tino reference. Yes, we do. And especially when she says two words. Two words. (laughs) (laughs) But I I wish that she had said T-no. Yeah. Instead of Tino, you know? I know. Then otherwise it doesn't make sense. But that's also kind of the beauty of it. It is. All right, this moment is in Angela's bedroom. Rayanne and Angela are hanging out, and Angela's lips are, it looks like she has like that frosted lipstick on that was popular in the 90s. Right. I think that they're just saying like she has a lot of chapstick on, probably because her lips are chapped from all the making out. Mm-hmm. And Rayanne is like, You should really consider having your lips frosted permanently. I feel like they were. <laughs> I noticed. They look all like used. But in a good way. I just have to say that it's so funny because I think that's such a relatable feeling when you have your first big makeout session like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean, your lips are tired. They were. I can remember mine. And especially like if you've made out with anyone that has facial hair, you might have like (laughs) some some chafing going on on your face. I didn't. I didn't at that point. (laughs) At that point. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're saying you didn't have facial hair. You're not saying that you didn't make out with someone that had facial hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. was like, at that point. <laughs> it was funny because watching this episode, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, wow, who makes out for that long? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, we made out for that long. We did, yeah. <laughs> for ages. Ages. Okay, number three. This one stuck out because we have a happy Angela. She comes just flowing into the room at home. She's happy to see her parents. She loves them. She gives them hugs and she kisses them both on the cheek. Oh my goodness, what is going on here? Her parents should be very worried. (laughs) Yeah, but Patty's like, okay, now I refuse to panic just because she's happy. Although it's alarming. Although it's terribly alarming. 
<laughs> this is another small boiler room moment. When they show up, like Jordan finds Angela there studying or attempting to study, pretending like she's studying. And he just is like excited. You can see the excitement on his face. And he says, I was hoping you'd be here. And it just makes my 15 year old heart melt. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know that she is just like clinging to every because he doesn't talk a lot. So, of course, he he's saying stuff by, you know, kissing her face off every day now. Right. But like to actually say the words. I was hoping you'd be here. It's a big deal. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, next on my list. These teachers thinking that this magical geometry review session is going to solve anybody's problems. <laughs> it never worked. It was too late. I don't remember our school having like reviews like that, and especially not optional reviews. Yeah, there wasn't anything optional in general, right? Because how would that line up from like a period standpoint? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, is it after school? But no, because Angela was skipping it to go to the boiler room. Yeah, because like the teacher said, fifth period, it's just like, well, I got social studies in fifth period. So after school sessions were more common, but it was more so like the kids would get together to do it. Yeah, maybe during that week of midterms or something or the week right before midterms, they allow kids to miss their other classes. Maybe. If they need to go. Like no gym. Yeah. But what about the gym midterm? <laughs> but also everybody has different schedules. So, I mean, it yeah. would just have to be across the board. All teachers allow kids to miss. And maybe just it would be like a movie day in your other classes that you could, could be. Skip. Or maybe they put on multiple cram sessions per day. And if you can make it, do it. Yeah. Well, like the teacher said, if you got below a 70, right, mm -hmm. you're going to need the cram session. Yeah. And Angela is not doing well. She got like a 59 on her last quiz. Exactly. What is that grade, young lady? <laughs> Get your tongue out of Jordan Catalano's mouth. Seriously. And do some work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Get off your ass and do some work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kim. <laughs> okay. We cut to Rayanne in the bathroom looking at herself. And she says, Okay, so I run it, spray it, tease it, freeze it, spike it, shave it, or shove it. Pop it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many times she had to say that line. Yeah, because that's not easy. It's not. It's a tongue twister. Yep. Also, though, Sharon comes up and she's like, Excuse me, have you ever been to a class? Excuse me, I was addressing myself. <laughs> but then, of course, it leads into the two of them having another one of their bathroom heart to hearts. That's really where Rayanne and Sharon connect. Like they have their secret meetings in the bathroom. Very true. The next one on my list is Rayanne and Sharon coming together again because they're worried about Angela. And I love a good Rayanne and Sharon team up. Yes. I love when, you know, Sharon's, she's prodding Rayanne with some questions and Rayanne at first is just like, ask her. And yeah. Sharon's worried about her getting hurt. Okay. So... What's the deal with Angela and Jordan Catalano? Here's a thought. Ask her. I can't. She'll think I'm checking up on her. So are, are they like a couple? From the point of view of what I believe or from what she believes? From the point of view of reality. What do you think? I'd have to say I think she could really get hurt here. Tell me something I don't know. Okay, next on my list, Mr. Katimsky talking to Ricky and saying... This line here. Boy, imagine having a name like Enrique and not using it. Gee whiz. Ah, gee whiz. <laughs> He's so cute. He is. I love it. He's just so encouraging to Ricky. 
He is, and you can tell that he genuinely cares, and Ricky is just very resistant to it in the beginning. Yes. Probably just because, like, Ricky has a lot of reasons not to trust adults in his life, and he doesn't like that Mr. Kotemski is basically calling attention to him. Right. In class, by calling him Enrique instead of Ricky. And I think even though Ricky does stand out with what he wears, and I mean, obviously the last episode, he broke free and had a great time at the dance. That's right. But I think generally, he just wants to blend in and not be noticed as a person. Right. Because he doesn't feel like he fits in anywhere, as he said in the last episode. So when Sharon and Rayanne are having this conversation in the bathroom about Angela, Angela comes in and, again, is jealous instantly. You can see it all over her face, like, why are you two hanging out? Right. And, you know, they're saying how they're a little concerned. And Angela is like, just because he's not Kyle and doesn't parade me down the hall holding hands. And then Rayanne's like, what is holding hands? I don't get it. What are hands? It's not even an aerogenous zone. Erogenous. And it is to me. I've always loved how Sharon is not afraid to say what gets her going. That's right. <laughs> she does not shy away from it. She does not. Okay, next on my list is more of a question. We're at the pool hall. Jordan and Shane are playing pool. How is Shane drinking a beer? Yeah, you know, we've noticed that in a lot of our shows and movies that we've watched where obviously underage kids are drinking in facilities, like yeah. in businesses. The thing is, it's just unrealistic. Right. Like in general, unless you were there with your dad who could go buy you a beer because Jordan's not old enough to drink. Right. Maybe Tino's there and he's supplying everyone <laughs> with this alcohol. I'm sure he is. He probably is. Both of his names. I just didn't like it. It's not realistic. <laughs> Both of his names. <laughs> T, no. T, no. But I mean, they weren't even supposed to get in there because there's a reference when the girls show up at the show at Pike Street. Rayanne says, see, I told you all you have to do is put your thumb over the picture. So they used fake IDs to get in. OK. So maybe they, right. maybe they just weren't IDing at the bar. Or maybe Shane had a fake ID. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Remember, Jordan was the supplier of Angela's fake ID at the beginning of the show. That's a good point. Maybe I rescind my question <laughs> as you've now answered it. There we go. I appreciate it. So speaking of going to see Buffalo Tom, Angela is telling the girls that Jordan asked her to meet him there when actually she just overheard Shane telling Jordan about the show. And when she brought it up to Jordan, he kind of just blew it off because you could tell on his face he did not want her to go. No, he had a very questioning look on his face. Like, why are you asking me this? And how do I answer this? Let's without, just make out. Yeah. Making it to where you won't kiss me right now. Yeah. And so she's just trying to prove a point to her friends saying, like, he's not trying to hide our relationship by lying, you know, because, yes, she has this info that he's going to be there. Right. She just, I guess, thought she would wing it <laughs> when they got there. She had high hopes that he would be excited to see her. Yeah, that went well. <laughs> oh, I liked this, too, because Sharon is like, maybe I'll go. I like Buffalo Tom and the way that they look at her, because you can tell that they just think that she is like solely a you know, maybe a, a Mariah Carey fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think they just think you don't know any other kind of music than like your little poppy, bubblegummy type music. Would we call her a Moby fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reference is from our last episode. You'll have to check that one out. The TGIF summer episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's someone else that's like... I guess what we would call her is basic. 
Yes, because she likes what she's supposed to like. She fits into the mold, or everyone thinks she fits into the mold that they've placed her in. Right. And she's proving them wrong. Because, she is. hey, she knows who Buffalo Tom are. She knows Buffalo Tom. Isn't that cool? Maybe I'll go. I like Buffalo Tom. <laughs> what? I do. She's hip, man. <laughs> she's like hip, man. <laughs> <laughs> But we also find out, and we found out she actually said it briefly at the beginning of the episode, that she had broken up with Kyle. Yes. Like, before midterms. <laughs> right. I don't know why that date is important, but maybe it's because she was sad instead of studying. Yes. And then she says, like, she has a total right to screw up her midterms, and Rayanne's like, more like an obligation. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting that we don't get that. Like, we didn't see them break up. Right. We see her being annoyed with him in the previous episode, like when she's all worried about planning the dance and he just wasn't really. He wasn't into it. Into it. And he then, was into Ricky. Well, you know what? Somebody, and forgive me, I don't remember who it was that mentioned this to me because I get a lot of messages. But someone said that they never thought of it as Kyle watching Ricky. They thought of it as Sharon looking at Kyle like, why don't you do that? Like, why don't you take me out on the dance floor to dance? Ah. Like, I want something like that that's more fun and passionate or whatever. I don't know. I still think he was into Ricky, but... Yeah, there's other clues that point us towards that. But listen, we could be wrong too, right? We don't know for sure what, where they were going with this. Like I said, when I get Winnie on the podcast... Be our first interview. <laughs> but there is a DVD set out there that has commentary, and I really need to find it. Yeah. Because watch us find like lots of information that we could have been sharing while we're rewatching and recapping. That's absolutely okay. We'll just do it again. <laughs> When we do our second round of yes. my so-called life recaps. Right. The rewatch of the rewatch of <laughs> <laughs> we'll commentate on our commentary. Yeah. I like it. Or we'll just have an episode called my so-called life vice principal's office where we fill in like all the questions we had where we could have found the answers now, but we didn't. Yeah. But also, like, I kind of didn't want to be swayed by their commentary. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I wanted to watch it as a fan and as a viewer and to share our point of view. Yes. Our take and our opinion. Yeah. So I kind of like not knowing those things right now. What we do need to have is our sheet of where we think they would have gone with this. Because I have an idea that came up from this episode that I'm probably going to forget unless we write it down. Well, why don't you write it down right now? Where? On your computer. I'll never find it. And then we'll say, where is it? And I'll be like, I don't know. One of the 17 computers that I have. (laughs) Send it to me in an email and I'll I'll keep it. All right. I'm going to send it to you now. Okay. Send it. Okay. Next on my list, we're still at the pool hall. Jordan was not nice. Not nice to Angela. Rayanne is having none of that. So she storms right up to Jordan. Shane gets in her way, tries to hit on her, and she's got no time for that. But she, I mean, she doesn't lay into Jordan, but she's not letting him off the hook. She takes his pool stick and lets him know what's up. I love when she snatches that thing out of his hand. Yeah, like, pay attention. Catalano. And he knows instantly what she's going to say. You oh, can yeah. see it on his face. Mm-hmm. You know you like her. Would it kill you to admit it? Maybe treat her halfway decent? Because you know, she deserves it. And she's not going to wait around for you forever. You know you like her. Oh, 
If Rayanne had only stayed that good a friend. Yes. We won't get into what happens later. We won't. But it's like, yes, like this is a friend that is standing up for Angela because she doesn't want to see her get hurt. And she sees right through Jordan and what he's doing. And it works. Like, I think that it really makes something click in his head. I think he already knew he was being a D-hay, but this really set it in stone. And he feels bad that he just hurt her. Yeah. He he mistreated her. Yeah. And he just doesn't know how to... He's just not real good with emotions. Well, he's also scared of his friends making fun of him. Right. But like he's got his buddy over there who's his brother in real life who gets like two lines every five episodes. And he's always talking about how Ran and that weird girl she's always with when like he's never really had a conversation with either one of them that we've seen. Them's boys for you. I'm like, he just thinks they're weird because they don't talk to him. Exactly. (laughs) They're not hitting on him. So they're weird. Right, because he says they're both weird at that point after Rayanne has just, you know, given Jordan what for. Next up, it's just a small Ricky moment, like on the Mr. Katimsky front. I just love he's having a conversation with Brian outside on the steps at school, and he's being so dramatic. He's driving me stark raving mad. Over the fact that Mr. Katimsky wants him to join the drama club. And I feel like I see it now. I never really thought about it before. They're showing Ricky being extremely dramatic here. Yes. To prove that, like, Mr. Katimsky is not wrong. Like, you should be in drama club. And he sees that in him. And he saw it, too, probably because in class, when he called him Enrique, he was embarrassed, but he went with it and stood up and acted out a little thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like to be in on the joke kind of thing. Yeah. So I just liked that. I will say I marked this down as a least favorite moment, but I'll talk about it now, even though we're not in that section. I didn't like how there was two separate conversations going on between two people that were supposedly talking to each other. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen in real life. It just doesn't. And it just really makes me angry when (laughs) writers do that. I know, because it's more like when they do stuff like that, it feels more like a stage play or something. Yeah, it's just completely false and it's not natural and it's stupid. (laughs) All right. Glad you got that off your chest. Yes, I feel better now. (laughs) All right, back to the favorite moments. So we have a moment here where Krakow is, he's just letting loose on Angela about all the pressure that he feels. You think I care? You could not possibly conceive of how much studying I have to do tonight. Have you ever even heard of calculus? Geometry is a paid vacation compared to calculus, okay? I mean, do you, do you have any idea what it's like to be an accelerated? Do you, do you realize the pressure on a person when it's like assume that they will always get A's? Hey, Brian, pull another A. That Brian, he always gets an A. You have the option of insanity. I do not. And that makes me crazy. And it's not like I'm some super genius or anything like that. You know, I think they portray Krakow as being very intelligent, mm-hmm. right? But I do get the pressure that he's talking about. I felt back then, too, as did others that were in the same track. It's like as soon as you get into the accelerated programs, all of the classes that were simple beforehand, the new versions of those are really hard. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, wow, I was the best or at least at the top, right? It's like you can't get higher than an A+. Plus. Right. So all these people were getting A pluses. Yeah. And then for some people like myself, once I got into those accelerated ones, it was tough to continue to get great grades. I got good grades. Yeah. But it. uh, Yeah. I identified with uh, Krakow there. And also do your own work, Angela. Yeah. I mean, I struggle with Angela this episode because like I relate to her in certain ways. But I also the way she handled the geometry reviews and the midterms and the way that she last minute came to Brian, as she always does, was infuriating. 
Yeah. Just very selfish. Right. Which we've seen her be selfish lots of times. Yeah. And on the good front, Krakow does not help her. No, he lays into her. I loved it. And I don't always love Brian, but in that moment, like she deserved that. She did. (laughs) And I know she was already like down. She was upset about Jordan, you know, and I think she was also like frozen, but she knew she needed to study. And at that point she could because she wasn't hanging out with Jordan, but she just couldn't get herself to do it. Well, Brian had her book as well. So she also couldn't look at her book. True. True. But why did Brian have her book? Because he wasn't in geometry anymore and she wanted him to help her. Oh. So she gave him the book. So he could like refresh. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, he's got midterms too. Exactly. Oh, she, she used him so much because she knew that he would do it. Right. I'm glad he didn't in this, in this <laughs> instance. I know. And it's like, great. It's like, teach me geometry uh, in a day. Right. It's like, you've had all semester to pay attention, mm-hmm. but uh, you're suddenly going to learn it in one night. Right. All right, this next moment, this feels a little out of order because there's a a big scene that I put in my least favorite moments, so we haven't talked about it yet. But basically, like, it's just the aftermath of Jordan ignoring Angela at the show. They're in English class, and Mr. Katimsky is reading Shakespeare's sonnet 130. My mistress' eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why then her breasts are done. If hair be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses damask, red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks. And in some perfumes is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks. I love to hear her speak, yet well I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. I grant I never saw a goddess go. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. And yet by heaven, I think my love as rare as any she belied with false compare. And you see it clicking with Jordan. Like, he's actually taking in what Mr. Katimsky is saying, and he's relating to it. Also, Brian is relating to it. And basically, they're both associating what Mr. Katemski read with Angela. Right. Talking about how she has flaws and all of that. And Mr. Katemski asks the question, so he's not in love with her? And Jordan does not participate in class, right? Like, and Brian has been the one answering the questions before this. And Jordan speaks up and he's like, yeah, he is. And everybody looks at him like they're in shock because he's spoken up. And Mr. Katemski's like, what is it about her? And then Brian speaks up. She's not just a fantasy. She's got, like, flaws. She's real. So it's like these two guys who both are in love with Angela. Yeah. But it's like a new realization for Jordan. Like, oh, I do love her. Yeah. And Brian has always known (laughs) that he loves her. But he puts it into words very easily, saying, you know, she's not just a fantasy. She's got flaws. She's real. It looked like Jordan was going to continue to answer. And I wonder what his answer would have been. I know. I hate that they didn't let him I know. get like, his thought out. Shut there. up, Krakow. Let somebody else talk for one second. Yeah. 
But I did like that. It was like kind of a connection between the two. Yeah. I don't think Jordan is aware of the fact that Brian's in love with Angela, but Brian's definitely aware <laughs> that Jordan's awakening here is about the same girl that he's in love with. Right. But I did really like this moment, too, because as a teenager, you know, we all or at least most of us wish we were the fantasy girl. We wish we were the girl that every person is in love with. But usually we're not like we do have flaws. We are real. You know, and you just as a person like that, like you just want the person that you're into to see you for who you are and to love you anyway. Yeah. All right. Last one on my list. Ricky was talking to Mr. Katimsky and we have a really poignant moment between the two of them, right? Where Katimsky tells Ricky. Nobody should hate who they are. And then walks away. And, you know, it takes a couple beats, but then you see Ricky turn around and, you know, the realization that you see on his face of like, oh, wow, this guy sees me, mm. you know, for who I am mm-hmm. was, uh, was a big moment. Made me a little teary. Yeah. Okay. My final favorite moment. And like I said, I know that we're missing a big part of the lead up to this, but I'm going to talk about it in just a minute. After Jordan has hurt Angela's feelings by ignoring her, not wanting anybody to know that they're together, after he's walked out of the class where they read the sonnet and he has this realization of how he actually feels about Angela, Late at Night by Buffalo Tom starts playing, which is the song that was playing at the show as well. And it's a really sweet moment. Like we also see like Rayanne see that Ricky has finally signed up for Drama Club and he wrote his name, Enrique. Enrique. And then we see, you know, Jordan standing at his locker with Shane and then Angela and Ricky and Rayanne standing together at their lockers and then Brian standing at his locker and everybody's like staring at each other kind of awkwardly. <laughs> like it feels <laughs> awkward a little bit. Like there's a moment where the three of them, like Angela, Ricky and Rayanne are just staring down the hall at Jordan and Jordan and Shane are just staring back down the hall at them. Right. But then they'll do the like turn away kind of thing. But anyway, Jordan finally just walks away from Shane and heads down the hall towards Angela. Ricky and Rayanne see him first and they kind of just move to the side and Angela turns around and she's waiting for him. And he walks right up to her and asks if they can go somewhere. Can go somewhere? Sure. She doesn't hesitate. No, she's ready. (laughs) Even after all of it. I think she's just like shocked that he's just walked up to her. So they start walking down the hall and then he grabs her hand and the look on her face. She is so pleased. Oh, yes. And I mean, it is a big moment. And it's a callback to the conversation that the girls had in the bathroom earlier where Angela said like, oh, he's not like Kyle parading me around holding hands, which just goes to show that she was jealous and wanted that. Oh, yeah. Of course. Like, I mean, I feel like all of us would be upset if the person that we really like was ashamed of us. You know, you want them to be proud to be with you. Yeah, it was a big deal when you held hands with somebody in the hall. Absolutely. And they weren't even like official or anything. Right. But I love it. And this scene was rated one of the 10 most romantic moments in TV Guides, TV's most romantic moments that came out in February of 97. I feel like it still should be up there. It's a really great moment. It is. And I just love how, like, everyone was watching and, like, they also were aware that it was a big moment. Brian, of course, is a little upset. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also funny because Sharon calls after her, like, Angela, don't forget the geometry review. And Rayanne is, like, so proud watching her forget it 
she already did. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the image, too, of Jordan and Angela walking down the hall holding hands like from behind. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite moments of the the show. The entire show, I'd say. It's up there, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a big one. All right. These least favorite moments we keep referring to. You want to go first? Sure. First up for me, one of our favorite things on television. When Patty comes in and says hello to everyone in the beginning of the episode, Graham and Danielle are sitting there. Nobody says hello back to her. So annoying. Very annoying. I mean, Graham's just so busy, you know, (laughs) so busy reading this book. He can't be bothered to just say hi, hi, hello, anything. She's like, shut up. Stupid. I hate it. Yeah. Thanks. I hate it. (laughs) I wrote down, shut up, Hallie. I can't stand Hallie Lowenthal. Yeah, she's really an annoying. She is an annoying. And at this point, we don't even have a real reason to hate her, but she's just really annoying. And Graham even refers to her as like that obnoxious woman. So, you know, it's clear that she was supposed to be obnoxious. She was. But he meets her in the cooking class that Patty signed Graham up for. And I just can't stand anything that comes out of her mouth. Same here. We're on the same page. (laughs) All right. Second on my list, Patty being so easily influenced by her dad, right? As far as like Graham shouldn't be off at this cooking class. You ought to spend that money on a headhunter. And then two seconds later, she parrots that to Graham. Yeah. Just like, come on, Patty, don't be so dumb. <laughs> but like you were encouraging him to do something that he actually loves doing. Right. This came from you. Like, yeah. stop it. She was letting like the judgment of her dad get in the way. Mm hmm. Which is a human thing. I get that. But it's annoying. I wish she would have just stood up for Graham right there. Me too. So, okay. I did write down the moment where Jordan ignores Angela at the Buffalo Tom show. Uh, You're kind of crowding me, but we already talked about that. So we'll leave it there. But this is the thing. The day after that Buffalo Tom show, we see Angela in the boiler room. She is there because Jordan has left a note in her locker. I just have to say, I'm annoyed that she's there. I'm annoyed that he asked her to be there. I'm even more annoyed that he just kisses her right away without talking and she kisses him back. The balls on this kid. (laughs) I'm annoyed with both of them, but I also relate and I've also been there. But I do like how once they stop kissing and or Angela pulls away from the kiss and she's like, don't say hello or anything, which is definitely a line that is used again on this show. But also when Jordan goes, hello, It reminded me of Edward Cullen. There's a moment in Twilight (laughs) where Rob Pattinson says, hello. I can't even do it. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I think it was in the the science lab. But anyway, (laughs) but this was the best part is we get a callback to the last episode where Jordan had pinned Angela against the fence in a very sexy way and asked her. Why are you like this? Like what? you are why are you like this and she's so upset about it what i love is how she's so quickly in anger is able to go why are you like this like what like how you are take that jordan (laughs) little boomerang (laughs) but i hate how he's like so leave and she gets up and starts to leave but then she's like admit it first admit what that all of this happened that you have emotions that you can't like Treat me one way in front of your friends and the next minute leave me some note. Boom. Yeah. You tell him. That's right. I was proud of her for actually saying how she felt, calling him out. And I so related to this, by the way. But then also we get the final burn. And by the way, I spell my name with one L. Yeah. 
Another one where you can't read or spell, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in a way, it kind of sucks because she's throwing that in his face because she knows that he is not great at reading or writing. But he also deserved it. He did. I mean, listen, she's angry. It was a dig. Yeah. She dug at where she knew it would hurt. Mm -hmm. Last one for me. Patty assuming that Graham is just no good at cooking. She is absolutely, utterly the least supportive person on this show. And she annoys me. She has like zero faith in him. Yeah. I'm I like, feel bad for him. Why do you love this guy? Because you seem to think he's a loser. Right. And not only was he good at it, he's so good, he's going to be teaching the class. So there you go, Patty. You're yeah. the worst. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> the last thing I wrote was studying in the bathroom It is a little gross. (laughs) It is gross. All the people flushing as they're just hanging out in there. Like, I don't feel like that's the best hangout spot. Right. Because there's no lids on these toilets. Right. I mean, I get it if you're in there, like, fixing your hair or your makeup and you're chatting with your friends. But they were, like, sitting in the window seat studying. Like, it's the library. Right. It's not the library. It's the bathroom. And also, how do you have that much free time on your, like, are you just cutting class? Because we used to have breaks between classes that lasted, like, 14 minutes or something. Like, you had to be, like, it may not even been 14. It may have been, like, nine. I thought ours were, like, five. Like, you did not, well, we had, you know, you might be so far from your next class that they did give you enough time. I think they gave you, like, nine minutes or something. Yeah, maybe they did us, too. I don't know. You barely had enough time, like, if you had to run in and pee real quick pass a note to your friend on the way and get to class. Right. Because sometimes you had to go to your locker, get a new book. Exactly. Go to the bathroom, get a drink, drop a note off, punch your friend in the nuts. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, (laughs) lots of stuff to do here. Make eyes at your crush. Yes, that too. That too. (laughs) But it's like, I don't know how they're getting away with just being out of class all this time. Yeah. And also like how nobody picked up on the fact that Angela wasn't coming to geometry review, but she wasn't in regular class either. Yeah. If you were sitting there in a bathroom talking, you would have gotten caught. Or in the boiler room making out. Yes. Well, maybe the boiler room I could see, but you would have eventually gotten nailed for skipping class. Even if you were, even if they didn't know where you were. I mean, I know it was the 90s, but I feel like somebody would have picked up on the fact that like, hey, she's not like if you're not going to review that you're supposed to be in the class that you're scheduled to be in. Yeah. Like maybe you could pull the okie doke there. You might be able to. Oh, I was at Tiffany's house and Tiffany said, oh, I was at (laughs) whatever her name's house. (laughs) It's the only fake girl name I know, apparently. (laughs) Tiffany. (laughs) All right. I have to share the really cute thing that you did before we came up here to record this episode. Me? You. So I was getting ready to go up and well, I tried to talk to you and you were like, hold on. Like you were in the middle of something. I was like, okay. And I started to go upstairs because I was like, that was kind of mean. Like it felt a little rude. (laughs) (laughs) So I was pouting and was heading upstairs and thinking like, I don't want to be in a bad space before we record. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, wait, wait. And then I hear music start playing and he starts playing late at night by Buffalo Tom. (laughs) And he comes over to the steps and grabs my hand and brings me back downstairs. (laughs) And then we had a little dance. We had a little makeout sesh. Couple smooches. (laughs) It was very cute. It was fun. And, uh, Then he grabbed my hand and we walked up the stairs together. (laughs) Hand in hand, because I'm proud of you. Yes. He was like, I'll never be ashamed of you. No. (laughs) The sweetest. All right. So the fashion, 
First of all, that scene where Rayanne is talking about what she should do with her hair. At first, I thought she had like a little daisy clip, like right above her forehead at the top of her braid. It's hard to tell. When I went back and rewatched it, it's definitely just her hair. Where, oh, it is. Where it's highlighted. Okay. All right. It sure did look like a flower <laughs> it clip. It did. Yeah. So it was not that, but she had on like this sleeveless, woolly black sweater that had like fringe and stuff. And it was over this floral shirt and a purple skirt and her plaid shirt, you know, wrapped around her waist. She had yin yang earrings and a spiked dog collar. Rocking it. Yes. All right. First one for me, another Rayanne one. Her eye skirt. It looked like it had a bunch of like eyes all over it or dress, uh, maybe. I don't know. With, of course, her standard flannel robe. <laughs> yes. Most of the time, Rayanne has so many layers that it is really hard to figure out what's going on. Yes. I love it. Eccentric. But when you're trying to talk about it, it's real hard to be specific. Because it's tough. <laughs> you have to like pause and really try to break down everything that's going on. All right. Next up, just an observation. Jordan has to smell like beef and cheese, right? Because <laughs> this kid's got like dirt in his hair. He's worn the same clothes for like five days in a row. He's not clean. He's got to smell real bad. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, he looks clean. He does. He looks like he would smell good. But there's only one day earlier in the episode where he's wearing a different outfit. But all the other days he is wearing the same outfit. Yeah. Which is his uh, like, mechanics. like mechanics, the blue mechanic shirt yeah. over the white Henley, which is my favorite way that he wears that because we've seen him wear it a lot of different ways with his baggy jeans and his choker. But it's like, bro, I know you have more clothes than this. Does he? Yes, we've seen him in other clothes. What if those were Shane's clothes and he's only got one or two outfits? Shane is always in a different outfit, I feel. He is. Jordan recycles them, but we have seen him in other clothes. I just don't know why this particular episode, it's almost like they're insinuating that like he didn't go home this week. That's a possibility. He was just out every night and he was out at a smoky bar and then showed up at school the next day in the same clothes. Right. And we're pretty sure, right? We can be fairly certain that he didn't wash it. Uh, yeah, for sure. But maybe he's super clean, right? I mean, he's coming in. He's got his mouth drops ready to go now. <laughs> That's either because he wants to have perfect breath or he swung by the gas station on the way to school and got some donuts and a garlic hot dog. <laughs> and he smoked a pack of cigarettes. Plus the cigarettes, <laughs> right. Or in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's upsetting when you really think about it because it's like... You got to wash your clothes. You got to yeah. shower, man. Right. But he does look like he's showered, aside from like the tiny leaf in his hair that Angela found. Listen, maybe it just fell in his hair and yeah. he wasn't rolling around in the dirt playing <laughs> football in that outfit. And now he smells like B.O. and Dracar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to believe he smells so good, but I don't know. I also think it's funny that I didn't really... I mean, I noticed that he w rotated outfits a lot, but I don't think I noticed that he wore the same outfit every day except for one that yeah. whole week of school. Right. Because it wasn't one day. No, it was <laughs> multiple days. Right. Like, I feel like we saw the entirety of that week. We did. Which we don't always see that. But this episode, it feels like it's at least four or five days. Yeah. There are a lot of repeater outfits in this episode, not just Jordan's 
<laughs> but I do think everybody else changes their clothes every day. Yeah. We've just seen these outfits and already talked about them in previous episodes. There is a dress that Angela wears to the Buffalo Tom show that is striped and long sleeved. And she's wearing like a scarf with it. But you can't see it really well because it's kind of dark in there. So I I couldn't get a lot of details on it. But I do think it's new. I did notice one of Rayanne's outfits Mm -hmm. where she had that like jersey tank top. Yes. Wearing a backwards hat. She's got her grape earrings in that we've seen before and about a thousand necklaces. Yeah. I mean, she looked like Mr. T. (laughs) I love how it's like this real like sporty look, but then it looks like she's wearing like her grandma's costume jewelry or something. Yeah. (laughs) Danielle is wearing, she's wearing overalls a few times in the episode, but when she answers the door when Brian comes and like Angela's not there because she's at the show, it's like... The top half of the overalls is denim, but then it's attached to a skirt and the skirt part is just like a floral fabric. Yeah. Very 90s. Very 90s kid. I did expect her to hit on Brian (laughs) when he was at the door. (laughs) I think she's so over him. (laughs) (laughs) Last one that I noticed, Angela has like a knit orange and brown scarf. Yeah. Which I don't think I've seen before. Or if I have, I didn't notice it. Sometimes I think a lot of these are repeated and you just don't notice them until like episode 12. Yep. (laughs) Brian has a plaid jacket that has like a brown suede collar. We've probably seen it before, but I haven't really noticed it. And Ricky has on an outfit at the end where he's got this royal blue t-shirt under this mustard quilt looking vest and a gray jacket. And then he's got a gray beret. Mm. That's kind of sideways a little bit. And he looks very cool. He does. Now, there was one thing that I have never noticed, and I don't think I noticed it even when we watched it the first time. I watched it twice today. Yeah. But even knowing this, I already had found this fact, and then I totally forgot about it when we were watching and did not pick up on it. But then when I went back, I finally saw it. So in one of the boiler room scenes, Jordan is asking Angela, you know, not to tell anybody about their secret meetings. And Angela is wearing like this big pink turtleneck sweater. Like it's very not fluffy, but, you know, it's just like a thick, it's like a thick pink sweater. Yeah. And then Jordan goes up because Shane has called him and he leaves. And then Angela follows him up the stairs and she opens the door. This is after she's heard Jordan say like, oh, it's nobody, just a girl. She opens the door and she's wearing a completely different sweater. It's like a patterned like V-neck that she had worn previously in the week. That's definitely a a continuity miss. (laughs) It is. It makes me think they needed a clip of her because they didn't get it. Yeah. And they just used whatever they had (laughs) (laughs) laying around. Whoops. Whoops. But I mean, I'll say I I have seen this episode probably, I don't know, 57 times or something. And I've never noticed it. It was funny to go catch that. Yeah. There were a couple other goofs. One of them is that when they're at that Buffalo Tom show, the song playing late at night is a slower song. Right. And everybody is dancing as if it's a fast song. Thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. More evidence of no music was playing when they were filming. Yeah. And they just said, yeah, just dance like you would to any song. Right. Because then like they'll do some close ups on the band when they're singing and the people that are in front of the stage like seem to be dancing more at a pace for that song. Right. You know. So for the geometry quizzes that we see Angela and Absinia take and get their scores back on, first of all, the handwriting is the exact same on both quizzes. (laughs) 
And there's an answer on there that both had marked as false. This is a proof question, so you have to show your work. And they both had gotten it correct, but there was no actual proof, (laughs) right, for that problem. And there was a couple other ones where the answer was not marked incorrect, where they classified a 140-degree angle as acute, wrong, or a 79-degree angle as obtuse, wrong. And they also (laughs) classified a 180-degree angle as either obtuse or acute, which is also wrong. (laughs) Just a few signs of the times. Oh, by the way, I never would have picked up on any of that. Me either. That was all just like the teacher in the Charlie Brown cartoon for me. Yeah, I mean, same for me now. This was via research. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A few other signs of the time. I didn't notice a ton in this episode, but at one point when Graham is telling Patty about Hallie, he says she had one of those flip phones in her purse. Like it was like, ooh. Whoa. This was just something that I noticed this time, and I don't know if it's a thing or not, but Graham, after meeting Hallie and after going to the class for the first time, gets home and he immediately goes for the fridge because he wants to make a sandwich. And he asks Patty if they still had any of that spicy mustard left. And I'm just wondering if this is a subtle callback to that episode where Rayanne is talking about the contents of their fridge and like relating the mustards to their sex life. Hmm. Do you remember that? I do, but maybe it is. I don't know. I'm just like, is that a little bit of a callback and a little bit of foreshadowing? Because mm. he just met Hallie. Yes. Very not, true. Not to give too much away. No. But just a thought there. Anyway, it's a good catch. (laughs) Another thing of note, it just made me happy because there were so many fall leaves this episode. I know we're in the middle of the summer right now, but this episode took place in November, you know, because we're between Halloween and Christmas here. Right. Um, It's midterms. Yeah. (laughs) So it just made me happy. And as per usual, when I get close to the 4th of July, I'm ready for fall. Ditto. (laughs) The curtains that Patty has made, Graham does notice them, but they are these really floral 90s type curtains that she's hanging over another layer of curtains that's very like lacy and just looks like a giant doily. I wonder if this is where Rayanne gets some of the inspiration for her outfits from Patty's layers of (laughs) (laughs) curtains. Maybe. She she goes into Angela's house and she's just like picking up all these tips. Yeah. Or she gets the extra fabric and makes them herself. Could be because there is a dress she's wearing at the beginning of the episode that just looks like a bunch of different fabrics have been sewn together with all different patterns and stuff. Right. There's a moment when Angela is having her Sunday scaries. She's laying on the couch. She's talking shit about her sister in her mind about how, you know, Danielle's done with her homework. Which is so simple and mindless. A child could do it. I'm like, she is a child, you idiot. Right. And you probably struggled with it when you were doing it. (laughs) But then she said, and that creepy 60 minutes watch that sounds like your whole life ticking away. Mm. And I liked that. It felt very of the time. Yes. Uh, Although, I mean, 60 minutes is not still on, right? Uh, I don't know. I think it might be. Well, just kidding, because we just looked it up and 60 Minutes is still on. Yeah. It's in season 55. (laughs) We could still hear our lives ticking away. (laughs) Except I have no desire to watch 60 Minutes. No, thank you. (laughs) Just a notice. I noticed that Graham, when he came home from class another night, he immediately poured himself a cup of coffee. It was clearly like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And I just 
had to add that when I was younger and even up until recently, I always felt like people that drank coffee late at night, it just seemed like a very adult thing. It was probably the decaf brew. Yes. And now I understand. And like now I've experienced drinking decaf late at night. It's nice. And it is nice. It is a very adult thing to do. (laughs) It's smart to like not get yourself all hopped up on caffeine before you're going to try to go to bed. Yep. (laughs) And then the last thing, Rayan and Ricky eating Rayan's candy bracelet when they're in the hallway at school. That is fun. Yeah. I used to love getting candy necklaces. I can still taste it. Ditto. I don't know. Do they still make those? They have to, right? Like in some way, shape or form. They're probably even better now. I'm sure they are. They probably have like Smarties brand (laughs) candy necklace. They were kind of that Smarties powdery, chalky stuff, but they were good. Oh, I agree. (laughs) I know you love your Smarties. I do. So that's all for that episode. Such a fantastic episode. It is. And next up, episode 13 is called Pressure. I actually feel like pressure. Well, pressure is fitting for that episode, but it would have been fitting for this one, too. Yeah. They actually talk about pressure. They talk about pressure a lot on the show. Remember that they were measuring the pressure of the mice? Yes. One of the earlier episodes. It's a good shout. (laughs) Well, you do feel a lot of pressure at this age. Not that it stops. Right. But it's like this is probably the first time you've really started to feel that pressure. Maybe a little bit through middle school. It kind of ramps up. As you age through Mm -hmm. school and it really starts to get intense in high school. Yeah. And last episode, they used the song Pressure by Sunscreen. Yeah. Which is so good. It is. And the next episode, though, like Brian was talking about pressure, like academic pressure. Next episode is more about peer pressure, Mm. sexual pressure. More on that later. Yes. I can't wait. Me neither. All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. by the light of the moon.